Welcome back to The Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander, and this is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts in all things health and wellness to help you optimize your mind, body, and movement. Today's episode is a solo cast, I think is what the kids are calling it these days, a solo episode, and it is about my experience with therapy. I just wanted to share because it's something that I've had resistance around for a while. I've had very much more the perspective that I can do it on my own, uh, maybe some level of like distrust of therapists or a lack of positive experiences in the past. And uh, recently, I have been going through a version of somatic therapy, kind of a blend of different types of somatic therapy with talk therapy. And it's been very impactful. So I wanted to share my experience in case it is supportive for anybody else out there. And I also wanted to share something that I am incredibly excited about. We are launching on January 15th, the first round of the Align Method online program. And the first week is completely free. We're also giving away $10,000 of prizes there. If you enroll on that free first week at alignpodcast.com slash AMP, you will be signed up in a raffle to potentially win a $6,000 cold plunge, uh, a PMF mat, which I'm sitting on right now from Higher Dose, a sauna blanket, uh, supplements from HVMN, from Organifi, from Onnit, blue blocking glasses from Optics. It is a huge giveaway, and um, there's a very good statistical chance you'll win something out of that. Enrollment closes January 15th, and we are only accepting 500 people into the program on this first round. Uh, I'll be going through live with everyone, doing a live Q&A at the end of each week. If you sign up for the free trial the first week, you can be a part of that live regardless, and you will be signed up or enrolled for a chance to win the prizes. The first week, we'll go through a movement assessment so you can establish your movement baseline. and also go through five fundamental mobility techniques that are absolute game changers for any soft tissue you work, if you're doing kind of stretching or yoga, or you just want to have better quality soft tissue, connective tissue, joint mobility, things of the sort, these are absolute game changers for that. So check that out over at alignpodcast.com slash AMP. And then upon signing up, you'll be entered into the giveaway for a chance to win $10,000 in prizes, which is absolutely absurd. I'm just blown away that we were able to put that together and I'm excited to share with you guys. So I'll see you guys over at alignpodcast.com slash AMP. Uh, so first, I have a few quotes that I think are poignant and relevant that I wanted to share. One comes from Carl Jung. says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. <sighs> I've had that experience. Uh, I'd imagine many other folks have had that experience. Um, Another quote that I think is interesting is from Peter Levine, uh, is how the body holds memory. Traumatic symptoms are not caused by the triggering event itself. They stem from the frozen residue of energy that had not been resolved or discharged. This residue remains trapped in the nervous system where it can wreak havoc on our bodies and spirits. I'd recommend <clears throat> pressing the little... 30 seconds backwards tool or 15 seconds or whatever and listen to that a couple times um, because you know starting to come into the realization that our bodies are they're like memory chips in a way and when we experience something in our life that is too much to process at the time uh, and it's not able to circulate through the body through the nervous system 
um, through the mind, through the heart, through all the places, um, it gets stored instead. And uh, if we cannot process, we will store. And if we store, um, it will start to become re-evoked in various different situations to be released. And until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Uh, so three things that I have found to be valuable about my experience with therapy um, is one, I, I wrote some of them out, so I'll just read. Number one, uh, I have been distrusting of opening myself to love, not just with a woman, uh, but with the entire world. Life is allegory to one's relationship with an intimate partner. If one's heart is partially closed out of a fear of being hurt, it will shrink slash contract uh, one's openness to life itself. It's like living life only taking half breaths because you don't trust letting air all the way in your lungs. So this sounds a little soft, and uh, I think it is, you know, vulnerability to, to be wounded, to be woundable. Um, I, I think opening one's self up to the possibility of being hurt uh, also opens oneself up to the possibility of growing and authentic self-reflection and healing. And uh, I, I believe that I personally, in my experience, and this may or may not resonate with some people, uh, have lived, I, I believe, my whole entire life in a state of partial contraction out of fear of being hurt. And I'm unpacking why that is, uh, but I don't think that the, the, why, the why is helpful in facilitating understanding to find resolution, I believe. Um, but even more important than the why is actually tapping into the stored sensations and the stored feelings. And the way that a person can do that is through various different forms of somatically based therapies. And I'll talk about some of the different versions at the end. Um, and there's ways to do this stuff on your own. Um, I think, you know, psychedelic assisted therapy is possibly a, a great direction with this as well. Um, maybe a person could have large pattern interrupts in their life, maybe like a death or a breakup or um, something of the sort that goes deep enough to start to open up those old patterns to be addressed and healed. So I think there's a lot of ways up the mountain, but um, yeah, I've just been surprised with the impact of somatically based therapy specifically because working from the bottom up from the bottom the body up to the mind compared to starting from the mind um, and trying to get into the body through the mind i think uh yeah the bottom up seems to be a longer lever for, for me in my my experience uh, a quote that i have in relation to this patterns in the body both reflect the internal state and serve to sustain it so Patterns in the body both reflect the internal state and serve to sustain it. So it's interesting when a person has some type of protective pattern that they've manifested as a way to, um, you know, at some point when they're a young boy, young girl, whenever it was, uh, it was a mechanism that served them to protect them from being hurt. If it doesn't come into a place of resolution, 
and it just sticks around. There's like the analogy of the, the person that goes across a river, they need to build a raft to get across the river, then they finally cross the river, and then they like the raft so much that they end up carrying the raft, dragging the raft through the woods for the rest of their life. You know, or maybe they, and it just becomes normal. They don't realize that they're carrying a raft on their back anymore, dragging it, knocking over trees and, you know, squishing squirrels with their, with their raft as they're going through the world. They start to forget that the raft is even there eventually. So at some point, this protective mechanism served you. It was supportive. Um, something happened. You needed to repress that situation. You couldn't handle it at the time. Uh, you didn't have the resources or the safety to be able to process it. You shut it down and then you move forward. It was actually helpful in that moment because you needed to get through that situation. Now it's time to do the work to unpack those rafts. If you want to, you know, make the unconscious conscious and you know, actually stop sabotaging things. I'm not talking to you, talking to myself with that. Uh, so what's interesting with the, the, this quote of patterns in the body both reflect the internal state and serve to sustain it is that pattern starts to become almost like a, a consciousness in a way. It's like a, a sentient entity of sorts that it wants to survive. It wants to live. It wants to stay there. And a person could start to become defensive around their patterns. And uh, yeah, it's very fascinating. So you start to really just starting to become honest with oneself, I think is valuable and really be able to you know, take inventory. Uh, the number two thing that comes up, uh, things that I've learned from therapy. Uh, I really needed therapy, but wasn't like, I really needed therapy. I needed therapy. Uh, but I wouldn't have <clears throat> really been able to know that until actually starting to kind of begin the process. Uh, but wasn't in an open place to be able to receive. I needed life to pry me open and bring me to my knees, metaphorically speaking, in order to accept that I needed help and could not do this alone. Which that, for especially for a dude, I think, you know, that is not the most... Um, comfortable thing to admit. Can't do this on my own. On, on my own, I need help. As a, as a man, I think it's, it feels much more comfortable to be the, the helper, to be the savior. So to come into a position and say, like, oh boy, you know, I, I really need help. Um, it's a lot, but you know, I think it's, there actually is great courage in that, um, and great masculinity. You know, I think it's like a, a really high expression of masculinity. And then, of course, there's also the possibility of overdoing vulnerability, kind of, you know, like you're doing vulnerability as opposed to being authentic and being vulnerable because um, you can start to leverage the act of vulnerability uh, or the doing of vulnerability as just another tool to manipulate. So there's also that possibility within there. Uh, so a quote that I wanted to read around this is, oh, oh shoot, sorry. I wanted to read the rest of the thing I wrote. Uh, I am, or I was, still probably am in a lot of ways, uh, too absorbed in my own patterns to also act as my own savior. If you are lost in a maze, it's very helpful to have someone who can see you from above and provide reflection on your location and guidance on how to navigate more effectively. So, yeah, if you think that you don't need some reflection or you couldn't use a outside perspective, 
there is a reasonable chance that you're actually more bound up in the maze than you realize. And also, maybe not. Maybe you really are killing it. And you're not carrying any uh, old, useless rafts through the woods, knocking stuff over in a clumsy fashion. Maybe you really are like unpacked as a person. And if so, that's, that's great. Um, but there's a good chance there's still some stuff in there and you could use a little reflection. Uh, some quotes I have in relation to this, this comes from Pat Ogden, who he was the, I believe he was one of the founders of body centered psycho, oh no, sorry, sensory motor psychotherapy, him and Janina Fisher, uh, quote from Pat Ogden, the body always leads us home. If we can simply learn to trust sensation and stay with it long enough for it to reveal appropriate action, insight, movement, or feeling, the body always leads us home. Then that go. Trusting the body. Do you trust your body? Do you actually actively listen to your body? Uh, the aches, the pains, the anxiety, the sensation of depression, uh, the restlessness, they're all your body communicating. Your body doesn't have maybe the English language or whatever language you speak. Obviously, you're really speaking enough English to listen to this. Uh, it speaks in feeling and it speaks in physiological expression. So starting to listen to that. Uh, another quote that I have, I don't actually know who this comes from, but I like it, uh, especially those that are, or all emotions, especially those that are unexpressed, have physical effects. Just coming into this reality is important. Uh, yet they come out as small ticking time bombs looking like anxiety attacks, fear, depression, irritability, and feeling stuck. Once expressed, the body can find calm. <clears throat> that is real talk. Uh, last thing that I've learned about therapy particularly somatically based. I have a strong bias towards the body, obviously. Um, so for some other people, maybe just like exclusively talk therapy that's not really with any directive towards the body might be fine. But the way that I operate personally, and I think generally most people, uh, it's it's got to come from the body. It has to touch on those deeply held resistances, contractions, or you know, subtle or gross dysregulations of the nervous system and the body in order to be able to release those like smudges from the past. Uh, so what I said for the last one of the three points, uh, therapy must be embodied or it's just building a more intricate labyrinth within slash on top of the mind. Working bottom up taps into the root of stored energy imprinted within the body. Somatic therapy or somatically based therapy is like teaching a man or woman to fish. So that is one of the defining differences that I've found with a somatically based approach compared to an exclusively... I don't know if you call it like a verbal approach with somatically based therapy. And again, after this, we'll talk about some different options people may have. Um, you are, uh, the therapist is guiding the um, recipient or client or patient uh, person into their stored uh, physiological patterns and guiding their consciousness or awareness into those places 
for the uh, client or you know, person receiving uh, to be able to actually express those parts themselves. So you're bringing, you're guiding awareness into those places in the body. It could be a sensation of pain somewhere in the body. It could be a sensation of restlessness, anxiety, like any of the things that I mentioned previously. Um, any uh, dis-ease one could be experiencing in the body. Instead of talking about or around the thing, the intention is to bring is is to like become the thing, tap into the thing, and provide that thing with voice, uh, and provide that thing with uh, being seen and heard. Essentially, I think that that's what a lot of most of the the patterns in my experience with this stuff really desire is they desire to be seen and heard, uh, and when that happens. Uh, oftentimes different forms of emoting will express emoting that couldn't have been emoted from the past. Uh, there's a, another quote from a guy called, uh, Sir William Osler, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, I think he's considered the father of modern medicine. And he said the eye or the organs will cry the eye, the tears, the eyes were not willing to weep. That's a really good one. The organs will cry, the tears, the eyes were not willing to weep. Sir William Osler, I think it's how you say his name. So <clears throat> if you're courageous enough to go into the deeply stored, uh, held, contracted, per perhaps now dysregulated um, patterns and aspects of one's self or yourself or myself, then uh, they'll come out and they will communicate and they have information and they have stored memories and they have stored emotion. And I think one of the most meaningful journeys a person could engage in is the process of uh, self-exploration um, and, and opening into those parts uh, to be able to live a more fulfilled life, to be able to open oneself up to uh, emotional intimacy, to trust love, to be able to create a family, to be able to have a healthy, balanced, robust relationship, to be able to be a husband, to be able to be a wife, to be able to be a father, to be able to be a mother, to be able to be a son, to be able to be, you know, all of the different, or a daughter. Uh, that is real shit. And this... Uh, journey, I think is, you know, one of the, one of the most valuable journeys a person can really intentionally embark upon some approaches that, uh, somebody could look up if there are some practitioners in your area, uh, this could be a, an interesting option for you. Uh, one would be somatic experiencing. This comes from the founder was Peter Levine, uh, his book, awakening the tiger within very good. Highly recommend that one. And uh, it's one of like the seminal approaches around all this stuff, uh, healing the trauma response through bottom-up processing. That was a really, Peter Levine's had a, a very large role, I think, in this, and from a modern perspective at least. Uh, another one would be body-centered psychotherapy or Hakomi method. Uh, that comes from founder Ron Kurtz. And Hakomi is another one that's, uh, it's just, it's a good one. It's very powerful. It's a lot around um, tapping into the meaning of your physical expressions and providing 
them a voice in a way. Uh, I'm not a practitioner of any of these, obviously. So I apologize for people that are, um, are practitioners. If I'm like misrepresenting in any way, my experience really is pretty much just like experiencing them as a, as a client a little bit. So I'm not an expert in these things. These are just things to potentially look up. Uh, another one that one could look up is in this one I'm, I'm not actually familiar with as far as actually receiving, but sensory motor psychotherapy. This comes from Janina Fisher and Pat Ogden. Uh, the description here draws from somatic therapies, neuroscience, attachment theory, and cognitive approaches, as well as from the Hokomi method. So with a lot of these approaches, what you'll tend to find is they are, they have similarities within each other. I think there's only, you know, so many ways to do certain things. Um, I think the, the way that you access deeply imprinted, uh, contractive, uh, trauma-based patterns in the body, um, you know, you can develop different methods, but a lot of them are going to, there's going to be a lot of crossover. Uh, I believe with sensory motor psychotherapy, there's more of a kind of like talk therapy element within that than some of the other ones from my limited understanding. Uh, another one that could be interesting is looking up EMDR, which stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. The founder of that was Francine Shapiro. Um, so that's another interesting one, tapping into movement of the eyes as a way to uh, reprocess, tap into and reprocess stored traumatic information in the body. Uh, and then more manual-based practices that I would recommend. Uh, one would be rolfing. Uh, I'm obviously biased because I am technically a rolfer or I went to school for rolfing or structural integration. Uh, another one would be Feldenkrais. It comes from Moshe Feldenkrais. That's more movement-based. Rolfing is more uh, actual like manual therapy, hands and elbows, you know, working with connective tissue. Uh, Feldenkrais is, is more movement-based, guiding a person through their own movement. And another one that you might find interesting would be Alexander Technique, which comes from Frederick Alexander. Um, so all of those would be interesting approaches to pursue if this is something of interest. Uh, I want to read one more quote that I found to be pretty rad in relation to this. Uh, the body stores trauma of our lives in muscular rigidity, thereby keeping us stuck in the past. When we release the tension in the body and align ourselves with gravity, we take a new stand in life. This allows us to be at ease with ourselves and in harmony in our relationship to others and to our planet. That comes from Joseph Heller. So that is it for this short episode. Um, in relation to all of this, particularly the last quote, really all the quotes, uh, we are launching the first round of the Align Method online program January 15th. And I am so proud and excited about that. And I think it is an amazing tool to tap into your own somatic awareness. Uh, we are also doing a giveaway of, it's around, I think it's over $10,000 giveaway. So if you sign up for the free trial at alignpodcast.com slash AMP, you will be enrolled for the giveaway of a cold plunge from the company, The Cold Plunge. Uh, that's, I think, a $6,000 value. We're giving away a PMF mat, which I'm sitting on right now from Higher Dose. We're giving away a sauna blanket, um, raw optics, blue blocking glasses, uh, ketones from HVMN, protein stuff from Organifi, um, protein or 
supplements from Onnit as well, a free membership to Onnit as well. So much stuff. Like it's absurd what we're doing with it. And the program is really, it's like it taps directly into a lot of this and gives you actionable tools to be able to utilize in your own practice and with other people. So the first week, the free trial, you'll go through a movement assessment. So you'll establish your movement baseline where you're at. Uh, and then also it teaches you five fundamental mobility techniques that every person, in my opinion, just they ought to know. Uh, they're, they're all techniques that once I learned to utilize them with clients and with myself, it was a complete game changer. It was like the crossover of me not really knowing how to help people to suddenly feeling like I'm really creating change through these five methods that I'm very excited to share with you guys. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the program, you can read about it on alignpodcast.com slash AMP. If you want to do that, start the free trial. I implore you to get started with that guy. You got nothing to lose. That is absolute 100% money back guarantee. Even if you, after the free trial, you go through the second week, you uh, aren't in love with this. It's not, you know, one of the the, the better decisions that you've made. Uh, you're not super excited about continuing with it. We have 100% money back guarantee. So nothing to lose. Go check that thing out at alignpodcast.com slash AMP. I appreciate you guys so much and uh, I'll talk to you soon.